My son had people calling me and threatening me and my family. Threatening you and your family how? Well, what they were doing was Googling me and telling me like where I lived, what my wife's name was, what my son's name was, and watch when they walked to school. This is the plaintiff, Theodora Stoltz. She says she hired the defendant to paint her Victorian home. She gave him $1,400, and the louse never even showed up to do the work. He must be crazy if he thinks she's going to let him get away with ripping her off and is suing for the money she gave him today in this courtroom. This is the defendant, Brian Johnson. He says he started the job, but then the weather turned bad, and he had to put things on a short hold. The plaintiff became belligerent and started leaving threatening messages, saying she was going to harm him and his family. Or a refund? No way. He's accused of taking his sweet time. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, uh, Theodora Stoltz, you are suing Mr. Johnson and his painting company for the return of $1,400 because according to you, he did not do much of anything for that deposit and just never showed up again, correct? Yes. Tell me what happened here. Okay, back uh, last year in June, around June 13th, um, my son was redoing my home and in Cape May and he hired Mr. Johnson, um, to do the, the, because he didn't have a scaffold, to do parts of the house that he couldn't reach. Oh, can I ask so, you, is your son with you? Yes, he is. Okay, let me hear yes, from him he's since right. he's the one who did the negotiating, I guess. Hi, I'm Constantine. Okay, so how did you find the defendant and hire him in order to paint your mom's house? So I found Mr. Johnson on Google, and basically what happened is I called up Mr. Johnson, <clears throat> asked him for an estimate, I told him that I was going to come down to Cape May because I live in New York. You know, the, that's basically her other home where she goes and, you know. And basically, I went down to Cape May. I met Mr. Johnson on, I think it was June 17th. And I gave him the check for $1,400. And basically, what was supposed to be done is the tops of the peaks above the windows were supposed to be sanded, primed, and painted. Now, <clears throat> what he did was he just sanded and primed. Sanded and primed one plank, one wooden plank. And basically after that, he gave me the text of the runaround of, he had his friend who was supposed to be working with him. His son got leukemia. These are all on the text. Has leukemia. And I was like, okay, Mr. Johnson, that's what, you know, I was like, okay, I'll see you next week or whenever, you know, you're ready. Then he started coming up with that. The, humi the humidity basically is stopping him from completing the work and doing the job. Time goes on around August, September comes around. because When, I when had you signed the contract? He sent me the contract around June, June 17th. The contract has a date of June 25th, correct? Correct. Yeah, I actually paid him before he sent me the contract. 
I gave him the check. Well, that's never a good idea. But okay, so you I gave know. him the, the check on June 17th. He gave you the contract yeah. and dated it June 25th. Either way, it's Correct. in August when you get frustrated. And so what do you do in August? So when August comes around, I text him and I try calling him. I Basically, his phone was going straight to voicemail. I texted him uh, and I kept trying to call him. Eventually, I called him from an unknown number and I said, hey, this is, you know, this is Constantine. What happened? He basically, I told him that he had to complete the job because he got paid for it, you know, basically half of the money and he didn't even do not even a quarter of the job. And after that, I basically, we, I think me and him, honestly, we got into like a little bit of, of like just going back and forth. Like he said, he was like, basically, oh, I told you I couldn't do it. The humidity was here. And around August, September, I figured the humidity broke by now. The job should be able to get completed. After that, um, we hung up. I told my mother about this. Then that's when my mother got involved, finally. Okay, and let me hear from your mother. Go ahead and switch with her. Okay, I'm here. So I called Mr. Johnson, and I told him, um, I need you to complete the work. And he said that he was going to. And this went on again. Wait, when did you get involved? What month did you get involved? I think it was in August or September. My son gave up on it. I had to take over. It wasn't being done. So so in August, you tell him, uh, I really want you to finish this. And what does he say? I would call. And so it went on and on. I would contact him. Then I had Aliyan, she's not here, who uh, who's a real estate agent in, in Cape May. She was looking out for my home. And she said, Mr. Johnson did not do your home. That was the final. This was around September 26. I don't have my file. Okay. Let me hear from you, Mr. Mr. Johnson. What's going on here? They gave you a deposit June 17th, and she finally decides enough is enough in late September. He gave me a deposit, Your Honor, on the conditions of I would fit the job in. He had called me one one night late. I came over. We talked about the job. He was very excited about getting the work done. And I said, I can do it, but I'm busy, and I'll fit it in. Then the humidity broke. Theodora agreed about the humidity. The reason why Theodora got involved was because her son had people calling me and threatening me and my family. Threatening you and your family how? Well, what they were doing was Googling me and telling me like where I lived, what my wife's name was, what my son's name was, and watch when they walked to school. You know, like it's a gangster. Can I, I see really that? Can I see proof of that? Um, no, I, I have a police report. Police were called. And what happened with the police? What happened when you called the police? I don't know if they called them or not, but Theodora called me back and said, this is nonsense. You and I are going to deal with each other now. And we did. And she understood about the humidity. She understood about my schedule. Did Dean, uh, let me speak to Dean. I want to speak to Dean again. This is getting good. I went, did half of the work. Let me hear from Dean. Dean, did you have people calling him up and threatening him? No, I did not have anybody. Did the police ever contact you and say, are you calling and threatening him? Never. Did you ever get arrested for anything, any such thing? Never, never. So here we go. Uh, It's June. Go ahead and switch with your mom. It's June 30th. I'll be there tomorrow after lunchtime to start sanding. Then it's like I got held up here, but I'll be there today a little later. Then I can't get the paper from my danders, probably Sanders, until Saturday. I'll be there over the weekend. Okay, cool. See you then. Then I'm on my way. Hey, okay. Then I will be there tomorrow first thing in the morning. Then I, I'm really sorry. I have a guy that's out sick with his son, is really sick with leukemia in the hospital, and the job that he's doing this week has to be done because they have renters coming in. I thought I'd be able to get to your house today, but uh, I'll keep in touch with you. I'm sorry. He says, okay, it's understandable. It's now July 9th. 
then he says, hey, Brian, give me a call because you haven't given me any update on when you can start the house. Oh, I didn't forget you. It looks like Tuesday. Okay. Then in late July, it's, hey, due to the crazy humidity, I'll be there when this humidity breaks. So all the excuses up to for almost a month had nothing to do with humidity. Then it's humidity. Okay. Because he was told I was going to fit him in. That's why there's no. Is that in the contract? I'll fit you in when I'm down well, please. Is that no, in the contract? No, oh, okay. No, when that's no what you mean, you should put it in the contract. I'll fit you. Well, time I, is not a, I, 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 you know, sometime in the next three months, you know, put that in the contract because watch this. Uh, d- put Dean back there. Just have Dean sit have next to you. Have Dean sit next to you. I don't ever have this problem. I don't ever have this problem. People are pretty laid back down here. Dean, did you ever tell him, yeah, just do it whenever you can fit us in? No, but I was just giving him the benefit of the doubt, so I was giving him... Right, but did he tell you you when, before you gave him four hundred? did he say, it'll be September and it won't be done? Did I? Okay, go ahead, switch with your mind. But I still did half of the work. But I still did half of the work. Half of the work? And Theodora Mm -hmm. agreed I did half. Half of the work? Mm -hmm. We'll look at the pictures in a moment. August 10th, you say to him... Dean, do you really have someone calling me and threatening me about an amount that's not even the correct amount of money I received from you? And you, Dean, say, that's fine. Sand it and apply the material. I don't know, so you guys must have spoken on the phone. I'm mad because you don't Absolutely. have the respect to keep in contact and you deposited the check. No I talked to your mother. Her and I are in agreement. Okay, no problem. But I'm going to tell you that if you ever think you can have some piece of blank, call me or text me, threatening me or my family, you're going to have a major problem. When I explained why we have not started yet to your mother, she totally understood. I couldn't have made all that A major problem sounds like you're threatening me, and I didn't threaten anybody or anyone's family. I've been nice to you, understood everything. When you said you couldn't do it, you kept leading me on. That's not how you do business. He, Dean, I'm not going to be able to do the job or whatever. You a mouthful of texts of me keeping in contact. Well, no, it's it's always him trying to track you down. It's not you, and and you not going. I replied. You just read all my replies. I understand, but most of the time, all my excuses, all my excuses, they are excuses. Well, I'm still keeping in contact. Right, but it's always I'll be there tomorrow, and then you're not. I'll be there Tuesday, and then you're not. Let's talk about the job. She, she, she. It's now. It's and it's like thanks, buddy. That's all I need. Call your mommy. Grow up like you're a little yep. kid. What is this stuff? All right. Let's well, that's t- what you initiate when you want to threaten me and my family. So now you didn't quit because he threatened your I family. I didn't quit at all. I didn't quit at all. I never quit. Right. So There's, now mom is in charge in and it's August. And mom, tell me about the discussions you have with him. September 28th, I think it was. And Leanne told me, Brian Johnson told me he did the work. Oh, he told you he did the work? Right. And then Leanne called me and told me that he didn't do the work. And then I said, Brian Johnson, did you do the work? And then I disconnected from him. I said, I'm out of this. You see anywhere in that text where I said I did the work? There are either excuses or I did the work. Can't be both. Can't be both. Well, what work did you do? Tell me, explain to me it's what work you did other. do. Because at some point you say, okay, I we're even. I'll keep, I'll, hold on, don't talk over me. Uh, I'll, I'll, at some point you say, okay, we're even. You know, that, that deposit will cover the work I did do. How much work did you do? Did you do half the job? There was two gate. There was one gable end that had to be done, and then it was a step down and that high work there above the roof. Half of it I've done. You f- she agreed it was half. Do you, I don't care what she agreed. I care if you can prove you did half. Do you have pictures that show that you did half the work? Oh, it doesn't. Does it? Yeah. Can I see them? Sure. So I'm getting them right now. While you're looking for those pictures of you doing half the job, I'd like to take a look at the I'm pictures. I'm just reading the texts that, that she wrote to Hector about. That the Adora 
has sent me. Like the property guy is threatening yeah, you. Uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Johnson, stop talking over the judge. Uh, that the, that Ms. Stoltz sent. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. I'm a busy man. Yeah. I, I'm working. You know what? <laughs> I'm working too, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> is this a picture of, what is this a picture of? Small potion painted over flaking paint and not <laughs> sanded first. He did there it is, sanded. One plank. What's going on with the fr- window frames? There it is, sanded. Where, where, what's going on with the window frames? They're not sanded. The window frame was sanded. See it? See the wood? But not painted. Well, no, it wasn't at that point. Okay. All right. So what did you do besides sand? You see the wood. You see the wood sanded right there? Your Honor, my son sanded those windows. Oh, really? Your son did not sand that siding there. Now, let's see the other pictures that were submitted by the plaintiff. This? That's where I worked, right there. I didn't do anything there. That's where I worked. Nothing there. That's where I worked. That's still the same the same portion that you worked? What did you do? No, work on a... Well, yeah, it is. It's the exact... I did not work on the side of the house. I worked on the front. Okay. This picture is the exact same picture over and over because I can see where the wood is sanded. Yeah. So your job was that to do is. the top of the house and you were going to get paid $3,000 to do the top of the house, correct? Yeah, they agreed. Right. And how much of the top of the right. house do you say these pictures show you did? Because right there. that's it. Right there this is the only thing you right did. There and you, you delayed yeah. them June, July, August, September. You delayed them three months. You know what? Return their money. Okay? This is a I contract. Did. And you have a legal obligation Nobody to abide it. by Where's the contract. The so Where you are going signature? to return it's not the a contract if they didn't sign it. It's, it's not a contract that they didn't sign. You know what? I'll tell you what. Jersey, I'll tell you what. I won't even Jersey, take your painting advice, but I'm certainly not going to take your legal advice. Verdict for the oh plaintiff: no? $1,400. You ought to be off the bench. Thank you, Your Honor. So the defendant loses big time here in the People's Court. Mr. Johnson, let me give you an opportunity to, uh, in a decent way, tell me how you feel about the outcome. The judge didn't huh. see my evidence. Why is he that? didn't want to see it. You want to put her evidence. off. You put the cu- you put your customer off. Three months. Oh, you haven't done excuses. any work. I thought it was excuses. You've 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 run out of excuses, Mister Mister Johnson. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, you've lost, and that's no it. need to be okay. sorry. No need See to be sorry. See what Mrs. Stoltz has to say. Miss Stoltz, how do you feel about this? You're I, you're elated, and you think I, he's kind of nasty, don't you? Uh, yes, I do, and I'm I, I'm so sorry for the judge that you would treat the judicial system the way Mister Johnson just did. No kidding about that. You're going to get your money back. Um, I guess you're you're certainly not going to let him come back and work, are you? No, no, no. Absolutely not. All right. Congratulations. You are going to get your money. No question about it. So, Doug, this is a case where time becomes critical. And three months to wait for a job is just too long. However, if you have a contract similar to this, and if you really want to make sure that it gets done on time, we've talked about this before, there are magic words. Time is of the essence. Write those words down in your contract, and that means the due date is the due date. 
I worked as a clerk for the 4th District Court of Appeal and was wondering when a defiant defendant is name-calling Judge Miliano, being <laughs> disrespectful to her. Can you not sentence them to jail for contempt? Oh, wouldn't that be nice if I could do that? <laughs> One of the hardest things of a uh, about a, years at hard labor. You're right. Uh, about adjusting to television was that I lost my contempt powers right. because the procedure through which you watch these court shows are all. It was the genius of the people's court back 30-something, 38 years ago when it was created, is that it's all binding arbitration, a concept in the law called binding arbitration. So I, I lost my power that I had in Florida to throw people in jail for sassing me, um, which I tried to use very little. But, you know, I can't use it here. I don't have that power. And emotions run high in these cases. They I do. Mean, people get hot and uh, usually not over the money, but over the principle. And, uh, you know, that's why I've always loved small claims, because it's never about the money. It's always about the principle. This is the plaintiff, Tiffany Miller. She says the defendant's two unleashed pit bulls attacked her and her dog, Charlie. She had to jump on top of her Jeep Wrangler, which got damaged in the melee, and her poor dog was bitten badly. The defendant was fined for the attack. He refuses to compensate her for her damages. And she's here in the name of justice suing for the $760.35 she's owed. This is the defendant Albert Piccolo. He says his dogs did unfortunately get out. He told the plaintiff he'd pay for her vet bills if she promised not to call the cops or animal control. The plaintiff blatantly ignored him. A bunch of cops showed up and issued him $1,500 in fines. Now his reputation in the neighborhood is ruined. It's all the plaintiff's fault, and he's not paying. He's accused of having vicious propensities. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says that the defendant needs to learn how to control his dogs because those dogs attacked her and her dog. But the defendant says the plaintiff ruined his reputation by calling the police on him when she promised she wouldn't. So he owes her nothing. It's the case of I'll be doggone. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Miller, uh, Mr. Piccolo uh, lives in your same housing, co is it a, what kind of place, is it an apartment building, what is it? Uh, it's a townhouse community. Townhouse like community. And tell me, did you know him before this event happened? I did not. All right. I did, did not. You, did you know his dogs? Uh, I did not. I okay. did, wasn't even aware we had pit bulls in the community. No. All right. What happened this night? So um, myself and uh, my family, we were getting ready to take our normal routine walk with Charlie. Um, and Charlie and is how I old? Made it. Uh, Charlie is now nine. And what kind of nine. dog is Charlie? Uh, Charlie is a terrier, a mixed terrier, Wheaton and Patterdale terrier. Okay. He's about ranges 25 to 30 pounds. Okay. And what happened? Um, so we're walking out of the house and... By the time we made it to the driveway, didn't even make it to the end. Um, I noticed the pit bulls there. There were two uh, brown pit bulls. And there were a couple of people that were standing outside. Um, so initially, I didn't really think anything of it. How does um, someone not think anything of two pit bulls that are unleashed and without <laughs> an owner? I think something right away. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, this is a matter of a couple seconds. But yeah, um, 
So they immediately started running our way once I saw them see us and they started charging our way. But then I noticed that the pit bulls were coming our way, but the people that were standing with them were not. So then it dawned on me that this is this is this is happening. So um, I jumped up on the hood of the truck. And as I'm pulling Charlie or trying to pull Charlie up, that's when one of the pit bulls, because they kind of split. Who was with you? It was you and who else? It was me, uh, my fiance and my two year old toddler and Charlie. And where was the toddler? I had Charlie. um, My fiance had her in her stroller uh, and I was holding Charlie. All right. So what happened? Um, yeah. So um, one of the pit bulls headed in the direction of um, myself and Charlie and the other one kind of went to the back of the truck. So I, and again, as I'm trying to pull Charlie Are they up, barking? The dog just latched on. Are no, they... there was no barking. No barking. They were just char- they were just running in our direction. And then running in our direction. Was there any barking before the latching on or no? No. OK. There was no barking. Um, the dog came up. And he grabbed Charlie by the neck and he just started tearing, well, he, she, I'm not sure of the gender, but just started tearing um, at his neck, at his legs, um, and just started attacking him. So I'm, you know, just trying to free him and, and trying to pull Charlie away. Um, and then at that point, the other dog, who I had no idea. At this point, had you gone, had you hopped onto the hood of the car or you had not hopped onto the hood of the car? I hopped on to the hood of the car when I saw the pit bulls coming our way and the people that were standing there were not. And then at that point, where is Charlie? Charlie is still on the ground at that point. On a leash. um, As I'm hopping on, on a leash. And then what? On a leash. And then what happens? And And then as I'm getting ready to pull him up, the dog latched onto him. Okay, are you fully on the hood? What part of you is on the hood? At this point, I'm on the hood. My my feet. My feet are on the hood. And then I get down to my knees and I'm trying to, to pull him up. But at this time, as again, as I'm trying, they, they have him latch, like leg, arm, just steady biting him. Okay, so go on. The other dog then comes around and the other dog joins in and starts to bite. Um, at this time, I'm screaming. Um, I'm saying, get your dog, because the, the people that were standing there are now coming closer, but they're kind of just watching. So I'm like, get your dog. And then she says, this is not my dog. Um, so I'm even more terrified at that point. I'm just screaming at the what top of my lungs. What is your fiance doing with your baby in the stroller? What's happening with them while this is um, going on? To be... Uh, he can share that with you. Um, yeah, but what it's your, I mean, you're protecting your dog. What are you doing about your baby? You don't know what was happening with the so baby? He, oh, I, well, I know he has her. I'm very okay. confident that he okay. has taken care of my baby. But I found out after he actually threw her in the stroller, in the stroller, in the back of the Jeep. So he was able to get the Jeep open and put her in the stroller in the back oh, wow. of the trunk of the Jeep. Yeah. Okay. So, so go on. After. So go on. Um, so the other dog jumps in, um, but then the other dog comes out as a couple of neighbors are coming out at this point because I'm, again, screaming for, for help. Just come get your dogs. Help me. Um, and a, another neighbor come out and he picked up a stick and he was able to kind of just shoo and, and they just disappeared. I have no idea where they went after that. And at that point, I'm just hopping off and tending to Charlie. OK. And then when and how do you meet the defendant, Mr. Piccolo? Um, I still, this is, I have not met him. Um, but how do you find out who to sue and that they're his dogs? 
the people that were outside, it was actually the president of the HOA was the woman. Of the Homeowners Association? Yes, the Homeowners Association of the community. She was the one um, that was actually the people that were standing there that I didn't know at the time. Um, So she, you know, kind of made me aware at that time that, you know, this was not the first time that his dogs have come out um, and have been out without a leash in the community Um, and that she would take action and do what was needed to be done to make sure that, you know, this doesn't happen or or that it stops. So at some point, did the defendant call you? Uh, No. Have you ever talked to her? I have not heard... I have not talked to him personally. Um, there was an interaction later um, with um, my fiance um, and that him. I was okay. not. Okay. Is your fiance there? He is. Yeah, yes. let's talk to him now. Okay. What's your name? I'm Johnny, Johnny Tunnipsey. What happened, sir? Um, we was walking the dog, got towards the end of the driveway. Um, we seen like these just loose pit bulls. All of a sudden, they just started charging at us. Um, I didn't know what to do. I had the baby, um, but I did know that my truck was unlocked. So I, I opened the door, grabbed the scroller. Uh, me and the baby got inside the car. Is this the Jeep um, that the we're two, talking about? Yes. Okay. Yeah, this is the Jeep. Okay. Um, the other two dogs, they just started aggressively attacking um, our dog. All right. So did you go inside the truck too? Yes, yes. I went inside the truck for a sec. Because at this point, um, I just have to make sure the baby's okay. Right. Well, did you come out afterwards to make sure that your girlfriend was? Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Tell oh, me yes, about I, that. I came back out. <laughs> Tell uh, me yes, about I that. Um, when I came back out, um, the dogs, they were just uh, mauling, mauling at Charlie. Honestly, I thought um, Charlie was dead. Um, my girlfriend, she was just hollering, screaming on top of the car, trying trying to pull the dog on top of the car. But she couldn't because the dog was just attached. All right. So she's trying to pull the dogs up. The dogs So how did the dogs find? How did the dogs finally detach? My neighbor came outside with a stick. So he came outside with a stick, um, swatting. Um, the dogs kind of got loose. Another guy called the dog and said, I know who that who the dog belonged to. Um, so then he's um, called called the dogs, whatever. They got him and they went somewhere. Okay. Uh, Mr. Piccolo, uh, what happened that night? So I was in my house in the middle of uh, repairing my fence in the backyard because uh, the dogs have gotten out about two or three times before this. So, you know, I bought all the stuff I needed to put up a whole new fence around my yard. And I was inside and I didn't know this was going on at the time. And nor did I know who it happened to, you know, that touch. Well, where did you think you're I don't understand. You're you're putting up a fence because two or three times in the past, the pit bulls have gotten out. Where did you secure your pit bulls that night that they were able to get out again? In the yard. The fence was done. I didn't leave them out there with like no. So how did they get out? Uh, they dig underneath the fence. I, okay, so, so then they can't be out there because you don't have a fence that holds them in. Even when you finished repairing it, you don't have a fence that holds them in. So why weren't they inside the house instead? Uh, because I don't keep them in the house. Ever? They come in the house during the day, but they're outside dogs. How did your dogs get out while you're fixing a fence because dogs get out? I thought that it was the old fence. There were certain parts of it where they were... Uh, pushing the panels off and they were squeezing out through the fence. This was the first time they ever dug out underneath the fence. So I thought a new fence, a solid fence would contain them in the backyard, but clearly that didn't happen. So when do you find out that your pit bulls have attacked a family with a baby and a dog? Uh, I didn't know there was a baby. I was only alerted that the dogs bit another dog and 
there was uh, four cops at my door. That's when I found out. And uh, did that happen on the same night? Yeah. Okay. The police were there, and then I was approached by animal control the next day. All right. Did you ever speak with either of them and say, I'll pay for the vet bills, no problem? Yeah, her her fiancé came up to me, and I said, you know, that would... If you would have came to me and spoke to me before all the police and all the animal control got involved, I would have no problem taking care of that. But But, now the cops showed up and animal control showed up and they want me to do all this stuff with all these citations. So, you know, I'm just going to do what the law and the police are telling me to do at this point. And force a judge to. Right. But what do you think is going to happen with the vet bills? Because you think they should have to pay for them? No. But I also didn't think that the cops needed to be called. And in the paperwork I was served, uh, Miss Miller requested that I was fined and cited for what happened instead of wanting me to pay for the vet bills and everything. Which well, I no, there's no instead. She gets to do both. She right. gets to do both. So, you know, in your answer to the complaint, you say, well, I would have paid for the. I told them I'd pay for them if they didn't call the police, but then they called the police. But that's not quite right. You said, well, had you not called the police, I would have paid for it. Either way, who, what makes you think you're in charge to make demands? About, you, you got not, not just dogs, two, not one, pit bull that repeatedly gets out. And you're looking me in the eye and saying, because I also got fines, I'm not going to pay their vet bills? They wanted to go by the book. So we're, I said, we'll do this by the book. So when I uh, have paperwork and you in front of me that says that I have to pay it, then I'll pay it. Okay. But if you want what to damages police, did uh, Ms. Miller, what damages did your dog sustain? Um, he had um, just gashes and lashes. Um, that was the big, um, the biggest one right there. Um, he was very swollen um, on his neck and just down his right uh, shoulder and leg. That's where the most damage was done. Um and so we had antibiotics. I had to give them pills and they did blood work um, and they didn't do x-rays. Um, they said to just kind of monitor him since that was a, a significantly larger charge that I couldn't afford at the time. And to, um, So your you know, vet I bills were only $360.45. Tell me about the, the Jeep repair cost. Do you have pictures of the Jeep? Um, yes, I have a video, um, of the Jeep just kind of showing the indentations from when I was on top of it, again, trying to, um, free the dogs. Um, well, that's Charlie a couple of days after the attack. And you can hear Johnny talking to the neighbor that actually was helping, that actually came out with the stick and... And got him off. Why were you saying, Mr. Piccolo, in your answer to the complaint that the defendant's fiance pulled a gun out on your dogs? The original story that was told to me was that his fiance wasn't even there and that the way he got my dogs off of his dog was he pulled his gun out. And when he put a chamber in the round, the sound of him chambering around scared the dogs away and that I'm lucky he didn't shoot my dogs. Who told you all that? her fiance, when he approached my vehicle when I was pulling into the neighborhood. He said to you, I had a gun on your dogs? Yeah, and that the sound of him chambering around scared them away. Mr. Piccolo, what ends up happening? Animal control gives you some citations that total what amount? Uh, $1,500. Did you pay them? Uh, I have received 
because of COVID, about six different changes of uh, the court date to go for the citations. Um, so you haven't paid anything? So I, not yet. I, okay. My court date hasn't and come then up. Did, what ended up happening with the Homeowners Association? I haven't heard from them. But I'm so, selling my house. I'm moving out of there. But are the dogs still at that location? Are no, they ma'am. with you? Okay. And why aren't they with you? Did They're some- staying with my brother-in-law. Okay. Why? Did the police require it? Did the Homeowners Association require no, it? What happened? No, ma'am. Well, I, the- I currently do not live at that residence. Okay. And I'm staying with my family right now. And they already have a pit bull of their own. And I also have a multi-poo, a little three-pound dog. And um, that one's with me. And my brother-in-law has a good amount of property. And he's just watching after my dogs until I purchase a new home. Mr. Piccolo, um, what's your defense to paying the vet costs and the Jeep repair costs? She has stated that there were many gashes. Both dogs latched on. If you read the report, there was one puncture wound. So it's a little bit of an embellishment to me. And the police report, it does not say anything about her getting on top of the Jeep. Uh, Hold on one second. Do you have a police report? You have a police report? It's a animal control incident report. I have that. And and animal control cares about animal control. They don't care about damages to her Jeep. So what's your defense? That she's making up the dents on the Jeep? Well, when someone's saying that my dogs mauled their dog, and you look at the vet report, and in the vet report, it says Charlie's the luckiest dog in the world for being attacked by two pit bulls, only sustaining one puncture wound. Right. Then that Did makes you see me the video like of Charlie he, walking like this because he, he's got like internal whatever and, you know, and is in pain. Did you see that? Yeah, video? it was a. Yes, ma'am. OK. That was from the puncture wound on, I believe, his now, right shoulder. Puncture wounds on his right shoulder. And he's like like this about the neck. But I don't really care if he has a dot on him. Your two dogs got out. They've repeatedly gotten out two or three times. You can't control the dogs. You don't deserve to be a pit bull owner because it's not the pit bulls, everybody. Don't send me letters about pit bulls. Pit bulls are what they are. They're an animal. It's the pit bull owners that's the problem that end up in front of me. It's the ones whose dogs repeatedly get out, and it's always a pit bull. It's never a fluffy, (laughs) you know, poodle that gets out and ends up with a tax in front of me. It's always a pit bull. The one, the people who should be yes, the most ma'am. careful aren't. So I don't really care if the dog had a hangnail. If the vet costs were $360.45, you're going to pay them. And now there's, there's problems on the hood. Two people testify about how she's crawling on the hood to get away from your pit bulls who are unleashed and loose and attacking her dog. And you think I'm going to slice and dice and figure out if that whole, first of all, the, the car looks perfect except for the little dents on the car. And you think I'm going to call them liars? You think I'm going to call them liars? You weren't there. Well, maybe that's why you need to be around where your pit bulls are. All right. So I'm ruling in favor of the plaintiffs in the entire amount, $760.35. Pay them. Thank you, George. Thank you. So it's no surprise the plaintiff prevails in this case. She gets everything, the $760. Mr. Piccolo, 
Has this happened before? I know you said the dogs have gotten out before, but the, have they attacked other dogs or have you been no, sued? No, my dogs have you gotten know, previously? out. previously? And, and the reason why everybody knew they were my dogs is, you know, they've gotten out. They're super friendly with people. I honestly couldn't tell you how this happened. Um, you know, there's never been an issue in my life like this before. All right. You got to pay. Yeah. That's the judge's decision. All right, Ms. Miller, let me ask you, I'm sure you're a little relieved now. This is kind of over at this point, right? I am relieved that I was awarded what's, what the damages were for, for his negligence. I don't know how I became and I'm sure I should have been a victim. I should have been a victim. By the way, you know, that charge that you pulled, a, you had a gun and you were loading a, a bullet into the chamber. Was that true? Any truth to that? I never said anything like, I don't know where he get this from. Okay. Well, listen, congratulations, folks. You're going to get the money. So, Doug, in many cities, there is a leash law. Not all cities, especially rural cities. A lot of them don't have this. But the cities that do have leash laws, essentially, they impose automatic liability if somebody allows their dog to go out in public without a leash. And the reason is you need to be able to control your dog. And because you're not having the dog on a leash, that dog can roam, that dog can bite, that dog can menace. So these leash laws provide automatic, or we call in the law, strict liability when somebody lets their dog off a leash and the dog, say, bites another dog uh, or another person for that matter. Now, if both dogs are off a leash, usually you split liability 50-50. But the leash law is king. And if you want to know if you have one in your city, go online and check. John, was Marilyn a bridezilla? Ah. <laughs> what was your favorite part of your wedding day? I'm not sure what a bridezilla is, but it's probably not a good thing. Yeah, okay? <laughs> it's a, the, a, a, a cross between bride and Godzilla. Right. No, no, no. no. Marilyn, you, you are the consummate planner. Everything's got to be planned out. Every detail covered. Thank God for that. I've been the beneficiary of that most of my life. But uh, that day... I think things went pretty smoothly. Everything went really well. And no, I wouldn't. Uh, I yeah, because you just like showed up. I pretty much That's did. That's all yeah. you had to do. Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, looks smooth to me. Right. <laughs> That's right. But, you know, every time when, when, when you have a wedding, things are going to go wrong, no matter what. Every, no, nothing's going to go exactly as planned. And I do remember at one point, like, my clutch got stuck on my car when my friends were moving it. Oh, remember that? And, yeah, uh, you were in a limo with your wife going to your wedding reception. And we were already seated, though, weren't we? We were seated, right? and then your friends who had dr driven your ridiculous car, whatever it was, to your old right. Porsche. Said to, the clutch got stuck. Said the clutch got stuck, and they had to leave it at a 7-Eleven. what did I do? You got up. Right. You literally got up. Oh, well, yeah. And started, you looked at me and said, I'll be right back. I'm just going to go get the I grabbed your suit. I said, do you see me? I'm in a bridal dress. Right. <laughs> I don't think you're going anywhere for a car. Right. And then uh, your friends ran, were like, just right tell there. us what the trick is. We'll go right. back and get it. Tell us what the trick is. That was my last chance to just run out. No, it's too late. I was <laughs> no, it's too late. No, we got it squared Are away, you kidding though. me? There's not Look, anyone you know, within the sound of my voice who doesn't think that you're ridiculous. <laughs> That'll do it today. We'll see you tomorrow on the People's Court.